You are listening to Fallow Lab, Amichai Lau Lavi's monthly podcast series on the Shemitah year, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about Fallow Lab, please visit fallowlab.com. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Life can only be perfected through the affording of a breathing space from the bustle of everyday life. This is Rabbi Cook, writing in the beginning of the 20th century about one of the oldest techniques on the Jewish calendar and in the human race for taking time out, for breathing spaces, and for renewal. And this is the second of 12 conversations about how to use this ancient technology in ways that really matter today. Welcome. My name is Amichai Laulavi. This is Lab Shul's Fallow Lab, a year-long conversation about better balance between the actual and the virtual in our lives. This conversation is about 18 minutes long, a timeout from what we usually do to invite ourselves into this bigger picture conversation. This is part of Fallow Lab, a year-long project, taking the Shemitah year, the year of release, sabbatical, care of the land, as a new opportunity for each of us to cultivate our own sense of self-care, and especially focusing on the much-needed balance between what we do online and offline with the screens and by ourselves, with others, in an increasing economy and commerce of being always on 24-7. The focus of this second conversation is time. What we can do for this time out to check uh, how we're doing on time and to ask some big questions towards betterness. So what is this about? Shemitah, like I said in the introduction, and it's part of this big zero's concept, comes every seven years. It's part of this ancient understanding that we've got to stop. The 24-7 is not sustainable. The timeout is the way in. That if we don't stop, we won't stop. So systems make us stop. Religious ones, societal ones, ones that really give us deadlines to curb our enthusiasm for non-stop. The Torah is talking about Shemitah in several cases. It is analogous to the rhythm of Shabbat. Every six you work, on the seventh you stop. It is the Sabbath of the earth, the Sabbath of the divine, the Sabbath of all who work for you and with you, so that all can eat from the earth without the worry of commerce or time obligations. It's a utopia. The text that we're focusing on this month and for the months to come comes from two different sources. One of them is Rabbi Cook, whose book Shabbat Haaretz, The Sabbath of the Earth, came out this year in a brand new translation into English looking at this over 100-year-old text that seeks to understand the notion of the Shemitah year in its legalistic and philosophical terms as something that every human can do something with. Rabbi Cook, who we just read from before, talks about how life can be only perfected 
through the affording of a breathing space. The individual, he says, shakes oneself free from ordinary weekday life at short and regular intervals on every Shabbat. What Shabbat achieves regarding the individual, the Shemitah achieves with regard to the nation as a whole. A year of solemn rest is essential for both nation and land, a year of peace and quiet without oppressor and tyrant, a year of equality and rest where the soul reaches towards divine justice, toward a God who sustains the living creature with loving kindness. No private property, no punctilious privilege, but peace, breath, life. Rabbi Cook's Utopia has been translated into many complicated modern senses. But I just want to take his invitation for thinking about this year as sacred time. How do you experience sacred time? How do we take time out of our busy lives if we believe in God and law and obligated to stop on Shabbat, say, or not, and really make ourselves create sacred time? Perhaps that's vacation, some beach if we can afford it, where we instruct our friends back home to just know we're not going to be around for a while. Even mom, leave an outgoing message on our emails, turn off the phone. Is it weekend, Friday night, Shabbat, Sunday? Can we create sacred time, more times, on a regular schedule? I think that's one of the biggest questions we are being asked. Asking that from another direction is my friend and teacher Douglas Rushkoff, whose book Program Obi Programmed is the second core text of this year's lab. Program Obi Programmed has ten commandments, or as Doug calls them, ten commands, looking for ways for us, this first generation of serious digi users, to treat ourselves better and figure out what we can do to take control so that we are the programmers and not the one being programmed. And the second ch uh, chapter, which is the first of the Ten Commandments in his book, Ten Commands, he writes about time, and he writes, do not be always on. That's the second command. Why? Here's why. The human nervous system, writes Rushkoff, exists in the present tense. We live in a continuous now, and time is always passing for us. Digital technologies do not exist in time at all. By marrying our time-based bodies and minds to technologies that are not biased against time altogether, we end up divorcing ourselves from the rhythms, cycles, continuity on which we depend for coherence. I think we all know what he talks about. There's no sunrise or sunset online. It's just non-stop. The emails will come at night or in the morning. The texts, the pings, the expectation that we respond faster. The time matters in a way that perhaps it didn't used to. And we're just clamoring to catch up. The notion of time and the digital invites us to think of Shemitah 
in the way that really speaks to us? What can we drop? What can we release? What is the earth that needs breathing in our own hardware and software, in our fingers and our heart? Where can we make time management really matter in this life, which is so online? This article was sent to me by one of the Fallow Lab readers as we just began this. It was written by David Roberts, who is a heavy web user and blogger from the Northwest, who ended up taking a year off everything and wrote very eloquently about it. The article is on the Fallow Lab uh, uh, page in the archive, and it's also referenced in the do section of this month's conversation about time. Roberts write a solution, a tip, for how to try and take time back in a way that's doable. For at least one or two hours every workday, I'm going to use an app called Freedom to cut off my internet connection entirely. That will be my time for deep focus. Come hell or high water, I will take regular scheduled breaks from screens. 15 minutes of non-screen activity for every two hours at the computer. I'll take a short walk, play with Forrest, my dog, get coffee with a friend, or just sit and look out the window. I'm telling you, it's underrated. That's about an hour of mental recharging per eight-hour workday. Not perfect, but a big improvement. Wow. How long can I take on a regular basis each day to cut away from everything and take a quiet walk? I've been trying for 20 minutes. And here's a few, a few more things that we've been suggested and people are posting on the site. Get an alarm clock instead of using your phone and get the hardware away from your bed. More quality time, less being aware to that time. And getting an actual clock. Figure out a weekly day off from tech. Tech Shabbat is one option. Tiffany Schlane swears by it. What about a Wednesday morning? This coming week, on November 18th, a bunch of us will meet at New York's um, Workman's Circle to spend two hours, time out, looking at these texts and others, thinking about improvements and ways to take time seriously and ourselves with it, Shemitah style. This conversation will also be online via webinar. And I'm hoping that uh, you too will take the chance maybe having read this podcast ahead of time, to join us in some way. And to ask what Rashkov's asking, how's our digital time better managed? What would help you, us, plan better for time online and offline? As Douglas says, our computers live in the ticks of the clock. We live in the big spaces between these ticks when the time actually passes. By becoming always on, we surrender time to a technology that knows and needs no such thing. But we do. I'll close with a quote from Rabbi Sheila Peltz-Weinberg, a wonderful teacher who writes about enough. The observance of Shabbat and Shemitah calls upon us to cultivate the ability to just sit, to be with that which is happening in this moment 
without pushing it away to get to the next thing. It calls for an expansion of spaciousness and a hallowing of time. It is extremely countercultural. So, I hope these 18 minutes or so actually interesting. In fact, I see it was only 12. I could talk more about time management, what I learned from my children about it, about timeouts in general. But actually, I think 12 minutes will do just fine. Thanks for joining me for thinking about Fallow Lab and timeouts and time management and a better balance between virtual and actual. See you soon.